Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about something that many of us, I believe, minimize its importance and how it can really change our lives. Something very simple. And the proof is out there of what it can do for you. Something as simple as walking making it a part of your life, being intentional about it in terms of of your health. And we've got somebody here today to talk about that and so much more. And she's a coach with a military background. She helps many female military veterans and their families with lifestyle modifications like we're talking about, as well as their well-being, their mental health, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Coach Lorraine joins us back on the program. Welcome back, Lorraine. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Steve. I'm doing well. I'm um, had some better days, but I'm doing great right now. It's good to have you back here. Uh, I'm glad we're talking about just, and it may sound simple to some. You know, they're going to do a podcast about walking, but no. <laughs> if you if you look at the research, if you talk to other people, and you know, we'll get into all of that in just a moment. It really is one of the best things you can do for your health, right? It definitely is, and um, just to mention right out the gate, uh, I'm kind of dedicating this talk to my father who passed away um, within the past two weeks. He was an avid walker, and I can almost guarantee you that when he couldn't go out for his daily two-mile walks, mm. that's when his health started to, to decline. So wow. I want to highlight those points. Mm, I love it. And I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. Um, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a life-changing situation when you lose a parent. But um, I'm going to speak from my experience. They're always around us. They are in some form in their energy. Definitely. Definitely. So he, he walked two miles a day? Two miles a day, at least, well, almost every single day of the week, at least five days a week. He didn't walk on Sundays. That was his church day. Mm-hmm. And Saturdays was the day when he went shopping. Um, he actually went out and did the grocery shopping. My dad was 92 years old. Wow. Still went out and drove and um, did the grocery shopping for mom to bring food home and everything else. So he surely missed. Yeah, and what, what you're saying is, uh, you know, being very honest here about um, the walking thing, when you get older, it does make a difference when you're less active. And I saw it in, in my mom. And she passed four years ago. Uh, as soon as, and for a number of reasons, she had some surgery and, and she stopped driving. She would get up every day at, at 89 and go to work. Like, you know, her, her form of work. She was doing it every day. When that slowed down, she slowed down. And, and you, you, you notice in an older person a, uh, a huge difference. Like, you think about it, one of the basic things is that your, your glutes, your, your abdominals, how engaged those become mm. on just mere, mere walking. And it's something we don't really pay attention to, but as you walk, if you were to put your, your hand on your abdomen, each time your foot hits the ground, you'll, you will feel, if you pay attention, how your glutes engage with that process. And like I said with my, with my dad in particular, he was diagnosed with lung cancer, and so his ability for his diaphragm and his glutes to kind of engage and kind of keep his lung going became extremely important. And because that um, ability was, in a sense, taken from him because he couldn't do the long walks anymore, 
So that continual engagement and um, exercise in the lungs and getting that needed oxygen we need as we go along just became less and less for him. Yeah. So activating your glutes it impacts walking, um, reduces your body fat, lowers your blood sugar, it improves your health markers, and that so there's been various studies where speed, the speed at which you walk, can predict your longevity. Oh. There have been quite a few studies where that's concerned. Um, there a recent, like I've mentioned one of them in particular, a recent study of a 7,000 male and 3,100 female recreational walkers found that the walking intensity predicted mortality risk. Wow. So... Yep. Yeah, let's 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 um let's dig into that. When when we talk about that, that is the type of walking or the amount of walking. What what did that study say? So it's recreational walking. So it depends on the speed. Like for so someone who is an avid walker and can walk at a decent pace, mm-hmm. that you know they can still talk. There were more likely it impacted their longevity. Whereas someone who, because some people say they walk, but they're very casual about it. It doesn't necessarily um, engage like many parts of their body, but they're at least going out and exposing themselves to nature. Their serotonin is impro- levels improve, which is important in terms of your hormone levels, yep. exposing yourself to sunlight and things of that nature. So the more walking you do, you get the full benefit um, all around. I'm glad you brought that up because... Most of us do our walking outside. Of course, you can be on a treadmill, whatever works for you. I personally like to be outside, but sometimes it's too cold out. Um, But I've heard many, many, many different studies. Even walking for 11 minutes a day can add years to your life. That's very true. Mm. One one of the big things is, um, like they make suggestions, especially in the office environment, do walk-in meetings. Every time you eat a meal, trying to put some walking um, after each meal that you eat, as well as many of the meals. I'm not necessarily going to work, walk, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But at least one meal, and the, maybe the lunch is one of the big ones, um, taking a walk right after you have a meal, especially if it's a sizable meal. Those things can impact um, your, your blood sugar levels and how your body processes the food that you eat and stores fat. And being outside... We, we minimize how important that is in terms of being grounded, um, <laughs> how, it, how it really makes a, a huge difference mentally on all of us. Yes, yes. Um, when you think about it, like walk, walking with us, it, it boosts our immune function. Um, like I said, it, your hormones, I don't think we give much thought to how much our hormones affect our mental state. Mm. And like I said, walking does improve those markers. And um, being out, natural sunlight, fresh air—it's—it's it's a whole—it's a whole health um, effect. Not just in terms of our muscle movements, uh, um, your blood—you know, like I said, just the state of how your blood is at any given time. And meditation. Some people do the walking, and they—if you're able to walk out in nature, it's very meditative. And that also kind of helps to settle your nerves, especially people who I said, when I think about the military environment, people who are um, impacted by PTSD, post-traumatic syndrome. Being out in nature, whether it be walking on the beach and having those, your toes curl in the sand or in, on the, uh, in the, the woods with grass, whatever it is, it impacts you and gets your 
hormone levels, your cortisol in check, and everything where it needs to be. What amount of walking do you think is is acceptable, or let's you know call it the minimum that we we should be doing to get the right benefits? So, if you at a minimum, if you can put this in a twenty minute walk in uh, once a day, at a minimum, it will improve your health. If you can put in longer walks, that's even beneficial also. But at a minimum, putting in twenty minute walks once a day, maybe after lunch or after dinner. Um, going to take a family walk or whatever it is, you'll see some great improvements. Even if you're of, even arthritis, people who are avid walkers kind of basically push that, that arthritic um, effect down the road and it improves our joint movements and everything else. Wow, I know somebody, uh, she, she lived in the New York area, moved down to Georgia, wanted to lose some weight and... She just started walking every evening after dinner, found a couple of neighbors. They would walk around together. Uh, She's now probably in her uh, low to mid 60s. And this is probably when when she's in her, you know, maybe mid 50s at that time. And uh, she lost a ton of weight and she was only walking maybe 45 minutes a day, 40, if that, um, just every evening made a huge difference. And I, I saw, you know, said mentally, even, a, you know, a different person after doing that. Yeah. I've had friends who, they are the extreme exerciser. They go to the gym and do a, a lot of things, and they've struggled with weight loss, going to the gym and running on the treadmill, lifting weights, um, and different things. But when they decided to scale back that excessive training a little bit and do walking, it actually improved and helped them lose weight much faster and to keep it off because excessive training does put your hormones in flux and it doesn't ultimately benefit you to do these extreme training that people do all the time. In your opinion and, and also uh, your experience and research and all of that, can you get a lot of the same benefits from a, from a decent a workout that you can get just from walking? You, to some degree, you can. There are some benefits that are going to, that are the same, whether it be walking or, or um, let's say, running, for example, excessively running. But there are other markers that are more beneficial with someone who's an avid walker versus a, a runner. Running or doing excessive training puts your body more in a stressful, um, in a uh, distress mode. So there's certain hormone levels that are going to be present that you don't need to be present at any given time. One of the things we need to actively do is um, appropriate rest. You need rest to be in that restorative state and do that more often. If we're not putting our bodies in restorative state, our autophagy is not going to um, improve so that our cells recycle to improve for longevity reasons. And walking is more restorative than running. Running is mm. basically used for, I need to get away from that tiger or from that mad dog. That's where running is, um, serves us best. But on a day-to-day basis, walking is more therapeutic and is much more beneficial. I, I love running. I used to do it all the time. And sometimes I think I need to get back into it. But also as you get older, you are beating on your body. 
by doing that. And just to your point, it made it very clear, Lorraine, that we're not designed to run all the time. It's, it, it, it was for a reason to get away maybe from a predator back, you know, in our evolution. We were designed to walk all the time. So it just seems reasonable that if you walk enough, maybe at a good pace, that you can get a lot of the same benefits, I would think. Oh, definitely. And like you mentioned, running is going to impact your joints, especially depending on what you're running, what surface you're running on. Mm-hmm. So that constant impact on the, uh, on the road or even on a track, because even track, even though they're making tracks with um, some sort of cushion, sure. it still may not be cushion enough when you're constantly running. Most runners that I know end up having problems with their knees and end up having to have knee replacement or something of that kind in right. the long, long run. So sprinting, of course, every now and then Ooh. is beneficial, is extremely beneficial because you do want to have some level of stress on the body to improve the health. If you don't introduce uh, healthy stress every now and then, then you're not stretching and giving your body the, the, um, the, the need to improve and regenerate in the best way. So uh, sprinting every now and then, especially if you're playing a sport, because um, most um, sports you can do with the family, throwing a frisbee, doing softball, those are all beneficial. Or even running down, running to chase your kid around the dining room table sometimes. It's, those are things that are beneficial. But the constant running, and like you said, as you get older, we can't, we're not always able to keep up with that. But when you're older, you can all run, whether you're a child or a, a senior. If you're running, I mean, I'm not running, if you're walking at a regular pace every now and then, that's something that you can maintain um, pretty much all, all the way till you're not here anymore. Yeah. Um, the sprinting thing in my, uh, in my journey, uh, I've always heard is, is, is even better than, than running because you're bringing up your blood flow, then dropping it back down, then back up again. And, you know, you could be walking along the way. And then just sprint for maybe 10 seconds, then stop, go back to walking. Less impact on your joints. Um, one thing we, we didn't talk about is all of the benefits of walking, even digestion, that it just moves things along in your body uh, like nothing else can. Forget about you know taking things if you want to you know, be regular. Uh, walking can get it done. Listen, um, Steve, you are so right. I, 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 the, I speak from experience, Lorraine. <laughs> I, listen, I, it, well said. My, my, my dad, and I have to go back to my dad, when he um, was challenged with his, with his breathing and he was uh, reluctant to do the walks that he would normally do, um, he became constipated. And one of the things that we did to get him over that hump is that we would go out with walks for him. And when he started walking, along with maybe a little prune juice along the way, mm-hmm. um, he became regular again. And the thing is that we wanted to avoid him having to take any kind of medical intervention yeah. to, to kind of impact his body in a negative way. And just the, the, the whole um, process of walking. And because it also relieves you of some level of stress because it's very therapeutic, and your muscles start to relax a little bit more, and it allows for that proper flow of how your body kind of goes through its, its processes. Mm-hmm. So yes, you are so right. Again, I, 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 there are some mornings where I'll walk outside. I'm like, hmm, 
I take my dog and I'm like, oh, things are moving. Huh? We got to head back to the house now. Because <laughs> it's just, why take something when you can do that? And of course, hydration and everything is you know, very important as, as, as well. Um, any other thoughts, benefits of walking, maybe things. I mean, we talked about our brain. We talked about digestion. Of course, the joints, how it's better to walk than to run. Um, other thoughts? Well, one other thing is our walking, uh, it helps people who, are, who may have lower back pain. One of the things that you can do, even walking backwards, is beneficial mm. for your, your posture. So for those of us who can walk without having to have some assistance, um, doing backward, walking backwards helps with your posture. So every now and then, as long as the area is clear, it's been very beneficial to do that. If you're at a point in your life where you need some kind of guide and assistance, just find somewhere where you can have your hand on a, uh, a fence or something that can help guide you and just take your time and walk backwards. You will note that walking backwards that you're less likely to hunch over because for some reason that um, thought process, and I'm not sure what it is exactly, but you're... Like I said, your posture, your shoulders tend to go back um, and you stand more upright when you're walking backwards. So that's all, uh, you know, a, a great improvement. Mm, love it. Uh, these are the things that we don't realize how important it is. What about even uh, your, especially if you're an older person, your balance and coordination? I would think if you're regularly walking, and to, you know, sometimes you got to navigate around this, around that, um, as opposed to just sitting in your house all day. How how bad, really beneficial that could be. That is very beneficial. Listen, when you get the chance to walk on, you are in nature and walk in areas where you're walking up hills, up a hill, some and uh, an area where the, the the ground, I should say, is not even. It helps you to kind of naturally create balance for yourself, so that when you, as you do get older that ability to maintain your balance is with you. Um, people who tend to walk on the flat ground all the time, um, it's good, it's something, but if you add in walking on some trails, going up some hikes, it'll help you balance throughout your life. Mm. Any other things that we're, we haven't spoken about yet when it comes to walking? Um, those are the big things, like I said, your glutes, your, reduces your body fat, lowers your blood sugar, um, of course, cholesterol is also a big thing, uh, heart health markers, um, longevity, arthritis, cognitive function, lowers our stress, immune function, um, impactful for our elderly, medication, you know, walking out in nature and meditating, and, and even in the city environment, you know, looking at buildings and the architecture. I remember being in Europe, and it was just beautiful just looking at the architecture of when you're walking in Paris or in, in Germany. And... Um, Walking also enforces your presence. It kind of connects you to everything that's around you. When you're riding a bike, you're kind of a bit tunnel vision or, you know, driving your car. You're very tunnel vision mm. in that type of thing. But when you're walking, you become a little more conscious. You look at the rose, at the grass, at the butterflies, and it maintains a connection with nature and everything around you. I'll tell you, I, I went for a walk. It was like three weeks ago. And I just had some time in the afternoon, and it was a little bit warmer here in the New York area. It's almost embarrassing to say that there is a park, uh, a wooded area, it's not even a mile, two miles away, not even. And I finally said, you know what, I need to get up into nature. 
that was one of the best experiences I've had in a long time. And just just walking, looking around in the woods, hearing the you know crunching of the leaves as you're walking, uh, feeling the sun, all of that, seeing a bird fly by, by all of that just was ju- amazing. I was literally, I don't even think I was there an hour, but we forget how important that stuff is until we get back into doing it. And the, the area where I was, I don't even think it's a square mile. Maybe it's just barely a square mile where I was. Um, and it was that close. <laughs> I need to do that more often. Just find the time to do it. Yes, we have we have our cell phones for a reason. Put it in your schedule, in your phone. That mm. every, at least every hour, get up. Even walking in the office from one office to the next, taking walks, scheduling walking meetings, wherever you can get walking in, it will improve your life dramatically. Very much so. And again, we, we've talked about all the benefits of it and all the things that uh, it can do that we don't realize it. We, I think many of us say, well, I got to go to the gym, but I never get to the gym. I'm walking, come on, it's really going to make that much of a difference. If you make the commitment, even for a half hour a day, um, even if you could do you know, 75 minutes a week, whatever it might be, the research is all there on how much it can improve your your health and and. Not just your physical health, but also your mental health at the same time. Yep. Well, this I must is say thanks. Thanks to Dad. There's one thing I can be thankful. I'm going to say thank you to my father for being that living example of how walking has is very beneficial. Yeah. Well, he's made that impression on you, and you've shared it with others, and I, I truly appreciate that. You are uh, somebody that helps people all the time, specifically women connected to the military, in terms of their life, well-being. Uh, through coaching, how does somebody connect with you, Lorraine? If they want to, you know, make a change or even just start a conversation, how do we do that? Well, the best thing they can do is check out my website, LorraineCuff.com. That's L-O-R-A-I-N-E Cuff T-U-F-F dot com, and um, just reach out for an appointment or for a consult or conversation. And in in closing, here some of the things that you help people out with certainly. Coaching and wellness. Um, am I missing you know, other things? Maybe go a little bit deeper. In general, I mean, people who have concerns about health, health about their health. People who are looking for weight loss um, advice. Um, just general health overall. Making connection with the right um, functional medicine um, doctors and in for basic education and how they can improve their circumstances. Love it. You know, it's funny. It just popped in my head. There was a a Peloton star. Uh, I can't think of her name, but she put out a, uh, a December challenge. Now, here she is all about that exercise, right? The challenge was walk for 30 minutes every single day in the month of December. She's not even talking about, you know, and of course, if you can exercise using, you know, that mode, you can, you know, which she's famous for, but it was just a challenge to just get out there and move because it's so important to our lives. Lorraine, thank you so much for being with us today. Truly appreciate it. Wish you all the best uh, to your family, you know, over the holidays and looking forward next time we get a chance to get together. Thank you, Steve, and a happy holidays to you and to our, our listening audience. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? 
gonna be there yet? And this is your mom when you drive her back from therapy. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. AARP gives you the information to help care for your mom so that you can have patience with her just like she did with you. Visit aarp.org caregiving or call 1-877-333-5885 to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Are we there yet? Remember, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP. We help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.